Peace to you, brothers and sisters in Christ. We welcome back Elder Stanley. We want to continue our recent sermon series from ruined to glory. God's presence is the greatest glory will be our topic for today. Our passage is found in Haggai chapter 2 verses 1 to 9. And from Zechariah to Haggai, we shall continue to discuss this topic, God's presence uh, is the greatest glory. And there are four messages in the book of Haggai. The first message could be found in Haggai chapter 1 verses 1 to 15. And this is how to reset life's priorities. When God spoke to Israelites, and when my temple lies in ruin, and the, the, the Israelites responded, the time for rebuilding God's temple is not yet here. And yet, they themselves build and live in their paneled houses. They put God behind them and put attention only on their own household. Priorities in their lives were disarrayed. On two occasions, God spoke to them. Give careful thoughts to your ways. For God wanted the Israelites to think about this themselves. How difficult and how hard their present situation is. They planted much, but harvested little. They ate, but never had enough. They drank, but never had their fill. Put on clothing, but they were not warm. Even if they earned wages, they only put them in purse with holes in it. For God's presence is not with them. And they lost the blessings of God. They need to rearrange once again priorities of life. And that was the message we had last week. And this message brought about a great response. 23 days later, the Israelites embark on rebuilding their temple. And this morning, as we uh, talk about the second message, it's found in Chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. The theme for today's message is God's presence is the greatest glory. And in these nine verses, we can subdivide into two different sections. The first five verses showed us God's encouragement to the Israelites. Verses 6 to 9 are God's promises to the Israelites. First, Let's take a look at God's encouragement. And shall we look at these five verses? And we'll be reading this in English. On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Speak to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, 
to Joshua, son of Yosadak, the high priest, and to the remnant to the, of the people, ask them, Who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now, be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Zerubbabel, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. In the first verse, On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. And it was a message delivered on the 21st day of the seventh month. And the Israelites started rebuilding the holy temple in the 24th day of the sixth month. And this message was delivered three weeks after the Israelites started rebuilding their temple. And why is it that God wanted Haggai to deliver this message? If you look at chapter 2, verse 3, Who of you is left who sold this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? What does this word mean? The temple that King Solomon built was considered as the first temple. Solomon you know, with 150,000 workers, and in a span of seven years, King Solomon built this first temple. And it's filled with gold and silver. The first temple could be considered as one filled with glory. If you could enter the place, you'll see that it's all wrapped in gold. But Unfortunately, this temple was destroyed by the Babylonians. And the whole nation lies in ruin for 70 years. And with 50,000 people, Zerubbabel brought them back and to rebuild this temple. And the temple Zerubbabel built was considered as the second temple. And how, however, after they laid down the foundation for the temple, immediately they faced a lot of resistance. And the whole construction uh, process was halted for 16 years. Now, as they resume this uh, construction process, which was halted for 16 years, however, but they found themselves totally lacking and deficient from material perspective, from financial, and from uh, every aspect that they found themselves lacking. And they realized 
it's not possible to compare against the first temple. So, three weeks after they started rebuilding this temple, God immediately asked them this question. Who of you is left who sold this house in this former glory? The former glory referred to the glory of the first temple. And now you see for yourself what you could see are something which seems like nothing. If you compare the second temple versus the first temple, you'll realize the second temple as if it's nothing. So what's the use of your effort in rebuilding? In reality, this statement was not made by God. God only repeated what uh, the Israelites mentioned among themselves. If you go back to read the book of Ezra, then you will realize that. When this second temple was uh, started rebuilding, those elderly people who have seen the glory of the first temple, and most of them are 70 or 80 years old. With their own eyes, they personally saw the temple built by King Solomon. How it was filled and clawed with gold and silver. It was so huge and so grandiose. Now when they take a look at the second temple, and they compared it and realized how small in comparison. It's so simple. And there's no gold, not, no silver inside. And that's why these people were disappointed. Somebody once said, This temple seems like nothing. Which means that the second temple is so simplistic. We need not exert any effort at all. Because even if we were I will be successful in rebuilding, then there's no glory in it. Such a situation will cause one to be greatly disappointed. As if pouring cold water on somebody else's face. All your excitement, the fire of enthusiasm will be extinguished. Oftentimes, we see such phenomena happening in the church ministries. People who are greatly talented, and yet they will look at things from the negative perspective. And in all aspects, they will see criticism and uh, ridicule. Please do not misunderstand what I'm saying. It's not that we refuse to accept criticism and constructive comments. Yes, We need to be humble to accept others' opinions. Dancy. However, if seven or eight sentences out of ten will not be constructive to other people, if those are construct, uh, uh, criticism, 
We need to repent. We need to build other people up with words. And not to destroy them or put them down. Especially those of us who are older. If you are more than 50 years of age, please remember that. And we are approaching our sen- uh, sen- senior age. And at the same time, we remind ourselves. And this year, I'm already 58 years old. Fast approaching uh, the senior age. May God help us. We should never put down young people's use or usefulness. We should not criticize that they know nothing and don't know what to do. And some older people, they uh, would not entrust the task to the younger people. And oftentimes they say that these young people are inexperienced. Yes, easy moking. Though they lack experience, unless you grant them opportunities to prove themselves, how could they gain the experience? And everyone among us learned from our mistakes. Let us not look down younger people. Two years ago, we all learned that uh, the disruption and the disorder that happened in Hong Kong. And we could see that uh, most of the participants were young people. High schoolers, uh, or even college students. We do not say that what they are doing is right or wrong. But Hong Kong has a mistake. However, the Hong Kong government made these mistakes. They looked down the younger people. They thought that the younger people do not know what they're doing. And in the end, the younger people were exploited by the other group to fulfill their task. Let me tell you. Uh, If it were not uh, the intervention uh, from the uh, main, mainland China government. Uh, it's not possible for this uh, uh, chaos to stop in Hong Kong. Never look down at what the young people could do. We need to give them opportunities. Young people, we need to learn how to obey and submit to spiritual authority. If you want to be a spiritual leader, obedience is something that you should not be lacking. Unless you learn how to obey and submit to spiritual authority, I dare say this, no matter how talented and capable you are, God will never be able to use you. People who are used by God know how to submit to God's authority. If you look at the book of Philippians chapter 2, when uh, Jesus, uh, the word became flesh that dwelt among us, especially if you read verses 6 to uh, uh, 11, how, how, Jesus, how our Jesus submitted himself and how, how he became humble and submitted to the will of God. May God help us.
，当一款的石头，等于长辈讲，这个圣殿看亲像无有诶。At that time, when the elder people said that、uh, the temple that they are seeing now, it's it seems nothing. 你讲说了就回应伊。And let let us take a look at how God responded. 你讲第二章第四节。Chapter two, verse four was God's response. 耶和华讲：所罗巴巴啊，虽然是安尼，你着刚强；撒拉达的囝多者是约束啊，你也着刚强。这个对的百姓啊，你拢做着刚强最强，因为我甲你同在。这是万军的耶和华讲的。But now be strong, Zerubbabel declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. What is this? This strength is in you. The four characters, but. So yes, he is. Even so. God is sovereign. Yes, the second temple is not as large or as big, not as filled with gold and silver. The second temple is not as large or as big, not filled with gold and silver, as compared to the first temple. But God says the second temple is not as large or as big, not filled with gold and silver, as compared to the first temple. But God says the second temple is not as large or as big. What is that dependent on? It depends if God's heart is within us and His presence is among us. So, God is within us and His presence is among us. So, God is within us and His Let us not exchange gold and silver with God's glory. God's personal presence should be the greatest glory. If you turn to the book of Exodus, chapter forty, verses thirty-five. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. When this tabernacle, this tabernacle, the congregation came out, when the tabernacle was erected in the wilderness. God's glory filled the entire place. Then Moses still could not enter. Even Moses could not enter. Look at On Song, the book of Chapter Eight, First Kings, Chapter Eight, Verses Ten to Eleven. This is to the king who came out at the time. He was so filled with the glory of the Lord. This is not to be compared with the glory of the Lord. Because the glory of the Lord was so great. The cloud filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled His temple. After King Solomon built the holy temple, God's glory filled the entire temple. Even the priests could not perform their service. Can we see this church? 
The moment when God's glory filled the entire temp- tabernacle. 当时咧，仍有充满了圣殿 holy temple. When God's glory filled the holy temple. 摩西不出嚟去，祭司不出嚟去。If Moses could not enter, the high priest, the priest could not enter as well. 去摩西是战争问题紧多嘅建筑物。Even if this tent or the tabernacle is a very simple、uh, construction object. 这个 tent 哪啲啊 ？It's but a mere tent. 但系圣殿嗰时战争。And even if the holy temple is so grandiose and so uh, uh, magnificent, but the moment God's presence is in there, when God's glory filled the temple of the Lord, when God's glory filled the tabernacle, no one. Could even enter and perform their service. None is qualified to stand before the glorious God and serve. Dear church, it's not dependent on the material objects. But it's only when God's presence, when God's glory filled the place, as God encouraged His people. Zerubbabel, you need to be strong. The high priest Joshua. You need to be strong. All you people, be strong. I am with you. If you read Haggai chapter two, verse five. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. When God brought His people back to the time when they left Egypt and arrived at the Mount Sinai, because to His people God had made this covenant to His people. That God's presence will forever be with the Israelites. As God encouraged His people. Fear not, for I will be with you. And our God is a faithful God. He will never be faithless. Apostle Paul said, "Even though if we failed in our faith, but our God is forever faithful. He will never fail us." After Jesus ascended to heaven, he left. Uh, he, this word to his、uh, apostles. I will be with you till the end of this world. So, dear church, let us not be afraid. No matter what happens in our lives, as long as you are willing to follow God's will, God promises us that I will be with you. When God promised to the Israelites. If you rebuild this holy temple, you need not be afraid. My presence will be with you. And for this temple will far exceed the previous one. And this encouragement was what God gave His people, the Israelites. Second, verses six to nine. Is God's promise to the Israelites? Let's read verses six to nine. This is what the Lord Almighty says: In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. 
I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. 上帝唔系是鼓励犹太人，上帝将这个应允教我犹太人。Not only has God encouraged the Israelites, God also promised them. 就嚟讲，我我我不自卑，震动这个天，这个对，这个海。Once again, I will shake the heaven, the earth, and the seas. 我不震震动万国。And I will shake all nations. 万国嘅战报，即刻浪中。And everything, all the treasures of all nations shall be transported here. 何止个圣殿充满了荣耀。That this temple will be filled with glory. 嗱，我简释简单嚟解释圣殿里面嘅有预言应验嘅时间嘅办法。Allow me to explain the way how the prophecy regarding this temple is is to be fulfilled. 当上帝推上帝发出预言嘅时阵。When this prophet、uh, proclaim God's prophecy, 即系预言诶诶，即系本在短暂时间应验，还是将来应验 ？And the prophecies could be classified in accordance to、uh, immediate fulfillment or future fulfillment. 我用即系约约约即系约呢书做一个 example. Allow me to use the book of Joel as an example. 约呢书即系也重要应验，叫做摇华日子。And in the book of Joel, we are told about the days of the Lord Jehovah. 什么是摇华日子呢 ？What do we consider as the days of the Lord? 是上帝审判日子。It is the day of God's judgment. 上帝国来的日子。The day when God shall return. 上上帝约你警告犹太人。When the prophet Joel warned the Israelites. 要赶紧悔改。You need to repent. 因为摇华日子都要来了。The days of the Lord is fast approaching. 上帝审判必到了。And the day of judgment shall be here. 摇华日子咪就应验咧。How will this day of the Lord be fulfilled? 第一，约你约你说来咩 ？Because in the day in the book of Joel. 本在三段时间应验。Three time period were mentioned as the fulfillment of this. Uh, prophecy. The first time happened in the book of Joel, chapter one. The plague of the locust. And by the plague of locust, God judged, brought judgment upon the Israelites. The day of the Lord pertained to the days when the locust. Uh, came upon the Israelites. 上帝都做王堂嚟警告犹太人。Because by the means of this plague of locusts, God warned the Israelites. 赶紧悔改。So that they may repent. 现在呢，面对全世界上这个喷发的这个 COVID-19 的灾难。Today, as we face the world or global pandemic, the COVID-19. 这是历史上唔发生嘅大事。It has never happened in man's history. 这是上帝做这个灾难嚟警告人。By this pandemic, God is warning us. As we see the fast approaching end times. The second time period happened in chapter two of the book of Joel. This is 王腾的大军 The army of locusts. This is not the real Wang Teng. And though in reality it's they are not the real locusts. This is 代表巴比伦的军队 
they pertain to the great army of Babylon. God wanted to bring judgment upon the Israelites by the means of the Babylonians. The days of the Lord pertain to the great army of Babylon who is fast approaching. Unless you repent, you will be destroyed by this vast army. And the third time uh, a fulfillment happened in Joel chapter 3. It talks about the final judgment. It pertains to the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. When judgment will be upon the whole world. In order to establish the kingdom of Messiah. If you take a look at this. And the days of the Lord could be subdivided into three time periods of fulfillment. The plague of the locusts, the army of locusts, and the final judgment. And all of these are of what we say, uh, what we call as the days of the Lord. When God provided the Israelites with this promise, God will shake the heaven, the earth, and the seas. And all nations will be shaken. The treasures and precious objects will be brought back to Jerusalem. That this temple will be filled with God's glory. In the same manner, the fulfillment of this prophecy could also be subdivided into three into different time periods of fulfillment. From the book of Haggai up to this day. We've seen two periods of fulfillment. And as we await the final fulfillment of this prophecy, the first fulfillment already happened during the time of Haggai. When the Israelites rebuilt their holy temple, during that time, they faced two opposing forces. First, they faced political opposition. Second, they face the insufficiency of their financial resources. And yet God said, I will shake the heavens and the earth. I will shake the entire nations so that the wealth of all nations will come here. When the Israelites started rebuilding this temple, immediately the opposing forces were uh, present. If you read the book of Ezra, chapter 5, verse 3, at that time, Tatenai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shetar Bozenai and their associates went to them and asked, Who authorized you to rebuild this temple and to finish it? Immediately, we, saw, we see how these opposing forces presented themselves. 
Immediately the, they question him. Who gave you this authority? If you read chapter 5, verse 5, but the eye of their God was watching over the elders of the Jews, and they were not stopped until a report could go to Darius and his written reply be received. But the eyes of their God watching over them. From here we can see that indeed God was watching over the Israelites. And the whole construction process was not stopped. Until there was a message that they received from King Darius. And let's look at what message King Darius gave them. If you read chapter five, verses six, uh, chapter six, verses six to nine. Now then, Tatenai, governor of Trans Euphrates, and Shetar, Bozenai, and you other officials of that province, stay away from there. Do not interfere with the work of this temple of the of God. Let the governor of the Jews and the Jewish elders rebuild this house of God on its site. Moreover, I hereby decree what you are to do for these elders of the Jews in the construction of this house of God. Their expenses are to be fully paid out of the royal treasury from the revenues of Trans-Euphrates so that the work will not stop. Whatever is needed, young bulls, rams, male lambs, for burnt offerings to the God of heaven, and wheat, salt, wine, and olive oil, as requested by the priest in Jerusalem, must be given them daily without fail. From here we can see, once again, God has shook the heavens and the earth. And uh, B.C. Uh, 586. And God had moved King Darius, uh, the, the king of Persia. So And that's why the Israelites were allowed to return back and rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Even if the construction process was halted for 16 years. And now God has moved the heart of King Darius and shook uh, shook shook his heart. And this decree was given. That they should not stop the construction process for this holy temple. Expenses, all that is required and needed, shall be out from the royal treasury. Young bulls, rams, male lambs, and burnt offerings were all provided. We praise God. And it's totally unexpected and could not be imagined. In chapter 2, verse 8, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. Dear church, can you see this? 
当咱是在做上帝工作嘅时阵 ，If you truly embark in doing God's task， 那上帝咁样同在 ，If God's presence will be with us， 上帝来帮助咱，上阿当敌党呢 ？If God is with us， who will be against us？ 有得人面对世人嘅阻挡，禁止嘅无够。When the Israelites faced the political opposition, the insufficiency of the financial and material resources, 结果完全解决了。In the end, everything was resolved. 感谢上帝。We praise God. 但无第二不来应验。There's a second fulfillment. 这个新的的应验，这个多过以前的应验嘞。And how can we say that the glo- the present glory exceeded the previous glory? 第二拜应验是在希律王的时阵。The second fulfillment happened during King Herod's time。这是耶稣的时代。And it happened during Jesus' time。所罗巴巴所建的第二圣殿已经已经结束，已经完成了。And at that time, the second temple of Zerubbabel has already been completed。希律 King Herod 爱讨好犹太人。And during that time, King Herod wanted to please the Jews。因为希律是移动移动嘛，移动人。King Herod was an Edomite. And he was disliked by the Jews. In order to gain favor from the Israelites, he gave this decree. He wanted to enlarge and improve this second temple. And you know, Uh, the second temple is three times the size of the temple built by Zerubbabel. Herod used forty-six years to construct the second temple. And King Herod、uh, used forty-six years of time in order to enlarge, rebuild, and improve this temple. And in the end, this second te- the temple is far bigger in size, more grander than the first temple. The more important thing is. 主耶稣基督亲自立起圣殿里面教训耶百姓。This was the temple that our Lord Jesus Christ personally entered and taught His people. 实在比基督圣殿更加荣耀，因为荣耀的主立起里面。It indeed is far、uh, glorious than the previous temple because the glorious God entered the temple. 但是 ，But 我相信有第三摆应验，就是主国来的时阵。I believe that the third fulfillment. Which is the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? In chapter two, verse nine. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. He also can it. When King Herod rebuilt the second temple, the Jews in the Roman Empire was destroyed by the Roman army. However, when our Lord Jesus Christ from, will return the second time, God,、uh, Jesus will rebuild His kingdom in Jerusalem. And during that time, Jerusalem this temple in Jerusalem will experience the true glory. No other place 
will be more glorious than Jerusalem. Jerusalem, that you don't And when Jerusalem shall be the focal point of the whole world. And the Bible says that all nations shall face Jerusalem. In the book of Micah, chapter 4, verse 3, presented this very important promise. He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. It will never happen in today's time. Take a look at this. And when nations will no longer be up against other nations, when they will not be training for war. Do you believe that this will happen in the days that we're living today? Impossible. It's not possible. Everyone is so selfish, they do not care for other people. That's why it's not possible to happen. But one day, this will be fulfilled. When the kingdom of Messiah will come upon us, if you have the opportunity to visit New York, if you uh, will visit the United Nations headquarters, before the key season, before entering that building, you will see this stature uh, outside the building. You'll see that there's a man who is beating the sword into closure. And underneath this statue, there will say, there's a saying, beating their sword into closure. And it was a gift uh, provided by Soviet Union, Russia, to the United Nations. <laughs> it could not be expected. A communist country gave, giving an object based on uh, biblical scripture and gifted this to the United Nations. I do not believe that this uh, is not the work of God. It is the work of God. Beating the people's sword into plowshare will not happen until our Lord Jesus Christ return again as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And then it shall be fulfilled. As all of us await the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Three weeks after the Israelites started rebuilding the temple, immediately when they faced opposing forces, the uh, uh, voices of criticism. And yet, God encouraged them. 
that they should be strong. Because I will be with you. And when God made this promise to them, I will shake all nations of the earth. Gold and silver shall be delivered to you. The glory of this temple will far exceed the previous glory. For God's presence is the greatest glory. Dear church, may I ask in your life, is God's presence with you? Or we could say, what's stopping God's presence in your life? May God help us as we examine our lives carefully because God's presence is the greatest glory. Allow me to use the word of A.W. Tosser as we close today's message. Mr. Tosser was considered as God's prophet in the 19th century. And he made this very famous statement. Modern religion focuses upon fulfilling churches, filling churches with people. The true gospel emphasizes filling people with God. Dear Church, we are not after how many people the head count that goes into the church. The more important thing is how many people who enter the church truly experience God or Jesus' presence in their lives. And how many of them truly live up a life like Christ. Oftentimes, I would remind my church co-workers and ministry partners. As we delivered God's word in the recent days via the online method, and you could see how many people responded, how many listeners, how many participants. And we should not pay attention on how many people really listen to our message. We should pay attention how many of those who listened experienced a total transformation in their lives. May God help us. The church's glory is not dependent on the number of people who attended the church. The, church, the glory of the church is dependent on whether the presence of God is truly experienced in the lives of brothers and sisters. May I ask, is God with you? Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. By the second message of Haggai, which made us to understand that the greatest glory is God's presence with His people. It's not dependent on how many people, how much gold or how much silver. But yet it's dependent on if God's presence is with us. Help us to re-examine ourselves. 
If we are aware of anything that would stop God's presence to be with us, may God forgive us. That by the grace of God, we shall be able to overcome this obstruction in order for us to allow God's presence to be reestablished in our lives. We thank God. Listen to our prayers in the name of the Holy Name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we shall share with you the third message next week. It will be the first message to be delivered by Zacharias. How we made use of history to be the mirror that we see in front of us. Let's see each other next Sunday. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.